Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Here to be. And then there was bass. Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. This is your host, Young Dolomite, for the Too Much Game Podcast. Sitting here with the super producer, Ben Ready. Yes, sir. How have your two weeks been, Ben Ready? <laughs> um, <clears throat> my vacation was lovely. It, it was very lovely. Um, Top flow, Joe. You know, motherfucking deal. Uh, I, I never, I never felt like that in Vegas. You know what I mean? I damn near, I, I didn't want to come back. I'm like, yeah, I need another week out here. But um, overall, man, it was much needed. I had to reset. I didn't know it was going to be this much of a reset. But <laughs> the, reset, oper- <laughs> the operation reset is officially uh, is officially here. And, um, I'm feeling good, man. You know, got a bunch of good things coming. It's still, still house game. Yeah, the only thing constant in life is change. It's change. How about yourself? How, how you been, man? Uh, cool. Got some ph- phenomenal news. Over the last couple of days, I actually have a schedule now. So I'll be able to tell people when I go into work, when I get off of work, what days I won't have to go to work. And the peace of mind in that is fucking priceless. Because it's a pay cut. I'm, I'm going to lose some probably hundreds of dollars a week. But, but the, the peace of mind of knowing when I'm going in and when I'm getting off of being able to actually make plans, that shit is fantastic, my nigga. Like, it's, it's worth the the monetary loss that I'm going to take. Like, it's, it, it is what it is. I ain't even mad at the shit. I'm, I'm honestly excited. That's so, good. you know, that's that's a motherfucking beautiful thing. The, the title of this motherfucking episode is Dolomite Is My Name Too. You know, I, I saw the movie Dolomite. Dolomite is my name, starring Eddie Murphy. Fucking fantastic movie. And this ain't even the bias of the movie having my name in it. It's just like the storyline in that fucking movie, like the, the grind that Rudy Ray Moore had in order for that movie to come about is fucking amazing. Like, Dolomite had already been one of my favorite movies growing up because when you watch the movie Dolomite, it's not like a cinematic masterpiece. It's not a great fucking storyline. Like, the movie is literally, like, mediocre. Mm-hmm. But it's so, it's so, like, comedic genius that everybody who see the shit love the fucking movie. Like, when I first seen Dolomite... It was like, you don't get it, but something about that movie, niggas get it. Like, you watch the movie, and it's just parts of the movie where it's just like, have you ever seen Black Dynamite? Yes. It's like that. Real, like uh, Black exploitation. Yeah, shit. like, you, but you got to see Dolomite to understand a lot of the jokes in Black Dynamite. Because, like, if you see Black Dynamite, like, you see, like, the parts where you can still see the microphone and mm-hmm. shit. Most black exploitation movies wasn't like that. It was Dolomite where he got that from. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the the elements in that movie that you might not recognize because me, I was a big fan of black exploitation films because like my dad and his friends, we watched those a lot. Like my mom was into the ones with the strong female lead. So like my mom enjoyed like Coffee, uh Cleopatra Jones, um, Foxy Brown and movies like that. Like, I watched those with my mom. But, like, my dad and them, like, we would watch, of course, Dolomite, Petey Wee Straw, Three the Hard Way, um, Black Caesar, 
like movies like that. Like I watched a lot of black exploitation movies growing up. Like we might be one of the last generations that could actually really fuck with shit like that because that was the shit our parents was raised on. Like my parents was kids when that shit came out. So like for me to watch that shit, it just was dope to see movies with fucking black heroes. Cause in the eighties, all we really had was fucking what? Um, <clears throat> action Jackson. Jeez. Action Jackson. Uh, is that it? That's, That's what I'm saying. It, it wasn't a lot of movies with like a black hero. I'm gonna get you sucker. I'm gonna get you sucker was like a spoof <laughs> of the fucking black exploitation films. Yeah, that's... it was kind of like it was like the precursor of Black Dynamite. It was kind of a spoof for the most part. Yeah. So when you think about black exploitation films, it was like the black being cool, even though in essence black exploitation films were something of like a backhanded compliment to the black community. Like white people put it out because they know that the black dollar, they knew back then that the black dollar was strong. So they was like, we gonna put these movies out for these niggas to enjoy because these niggas is gonna fill up these movie theaters if they see themselves on the screen. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the messages were somewhat powerful in, you know, the white man is evil, blah, blah, blah shit. But they made the white people so cartoony that it was unbelievable to the white people. So white people weren't even offended by niggas whooping white people's asses because the white people were like caricatures of negative stereotypes in the black community of white people. It was like some kill whitey. The white man is evil and the white people was all like super cartoonish in, yeah, nigger, we're going to kill you, nigger. And then the niggas will shoot them and you, you, you jumping up and down in the fucking stands. It's mm-hmm. just like Django. Yeah. Like the reason everybody was a fan of Django, but I wasn't is because I understand what they did with that shit. That's the reason I'm not a big fan of Quentin Tarantino because Quentin Tarantino has like the same type of views of black people. Like I don't like Quentin Tarantino because he always finds a way to drop an in bomb in all his movies. Mm-hmm. Like he'll figure out how he could say nigger in a movie. Every movie. And he think that shit is fucking fly. Like I don't really fuck with Quentin Tarantino because of that shit. Like he, he do little, little silly shit like that. Right. You know, he always got a little fucked up racist shit. He try to figure out ways to say little racist shit in movies. That's why I didn't really fuck with Django. All the white people in the Django movie was like the, the black exploitation movies caricatures of white people mm-hmm. you know so i'm like man fuck all that but i do understand the value of black exploitation films because representation is important it is important for little black kids to see black heroes and movies and like with, with dolomite watching dolomite just me personally like i saw a lot of myself in that shit and that's the reason the name was given to me because the way dolomite spoke in the movie, he used a lot of profanity. He used a lot of what would be perceived as unnecessary profanity in that movie. And, you know, any motherfucker who talked to me, no. They feel like I cuss too much. Like, nigga, you don't even gotta say motherfucker that much in a fucking sentence. Right. You know, but me, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I use a lot of profanity. Deal with it, motherfucker. If you don't like it, fuck you. Go suck my dick. Bye, bitch. That's just how I speak. But if you could get past the profanity and the way that I talk, you understand that I know what the fuck I'm saying when I'm saying what the fuck I be saying. So it is what it is according to that. Like how I talk is how I talk. You know, I tell people all the time, like black people have this stigma with the broken English that we use. But I think it's a fucking beautiful thing because a lot of what we say, like no matter how we say this shit, it's always understood. And as much as motherfuckers like to talk down on how we speak, a lot of our slang gets used in corporate America to sell products to people and not just black people. Facts. They using a lot of the fly shit that we say to sell shit to motherfuckers. They repackage a lot of the culture that we create and sell that shit to each other. A lot of the shit that we do, they clown and they call it ghetto until they figure out a way to monetize and sell it. So, like, a lot of the shit that I do, I do this shit on purpose. A lot of how I talk, yes, I can speak in a manner that white people would find comfortable, but I don't give a fuck to do that shit. So I talk how I talk. 
you know, it, it, it just is what the fuck it is. So like a movie like Dolomite inspired me in watching a motherfucker do shit the same way I do shit in the manner of a nigga just getting down how I get down and still being able to blow up off that shit. Because the thing about Dolomite is it's a story of fucking perseverance more than anything. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like when you watch, you watch the trailer, right? Yeah. You know, like they was like, you know, you've been a comedian, a shake dancer, a bartender. Like, nigga, I'm willing to do whatever the fuck I need to do to reach my fucking goal. Like, and I fuck with that shit 1,000%, especially a nigga like him because he was born and raised in fucking Arkansas. You know, his daddy was a sharecropper. And I'm sure, you know, because in the movie, it was like a lot of the insults that he uses, I used to wonder why the fuck he said shit like that. Because he would call niggas, oh, you know, you rat soup eating, tie, wrinkle ass, yeah. insecure <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, that nigga used to go hard. And I'm like, yeah. rat soup eating. But he was talking about his father because he was a sharecropper. And you know, down south, you eat what you can catch. Mm-hmm. If you can catch a rat, you'll eat the fucking rat. So when he say rat soup eating, he talking about his daddy. Insecure, he talking about his daddy. Tired, he a sharecropper, so he tired. Wrinkled ass motherfucker. Old man, wrinkled. So when he talking to a fucking white man, talking about rat soup eating, tired, wrinkled ass, dirty motherfucker, you know, it, it, it don't register. Right. But when you watch the, the movie, Dolomite is my name, it start to make sense. You know, so like just watching the movie, it's like, damn, I got... It's like I got a better understanding of the motherfucker who I've been running around carrying the name of. Because a lot of motherfuckers, when they seen the title of the movie, they like, damn, nigga, what the motherfuckers making a movie about you? Like, nah, nigga, Dolomite was way before me. Like, I picked this name up. And it ain't that I picked it up like, oh, that's what I'm going to call myself. Nah, I was given the name by my high school teacher, Mr. White. Because he was like, you, you know, basically... I introduced the movie, not to him because he had saw the movie before, mm-hmm. but we had like a thing in school where we would all bring in movies that we connected to and we would show the shit, you know, and we called it like Broham Day, like the brothers in school, like, you know, what's your favorite movie? You bring your favorite movie, you bring your favorite movie, and we're going to talk about why that's your favorite movie and what about that movie you connect with. So I brought Dolomite in and the teacher was like, I know why you like this shit, nigga, because all you do is talk shit, fuck with bitches and cuss a lot. And that kind of was, you know, me at 17 in high school. Yeah, that's what I was into, you know, hollering at bitches all day, using a lot of fucking profanity, talking shit. Mm-hmm. But the the movie, I loved it just because it was so fucking quirky at the time to me. Like, if you watch the movie Dolomite, you could tell it's an independent film. And the thing about it is, it was so fucking before its time. Like, remember, you didn't start seeing independent films until, what, like the early 2000s, where it became kind of a normal thing to... The indie and the IFC and all that shit. Yeah, nigga, like, um... No, I mean, like... You ever seen two G's in the key? No, nah, they're all oh, you talking about them type of joints like Yeah, that. nigga, like I'm about it. Yeah, yeah. Like them them type of movies that you could tell it was made by hood niggas for hood niggas. Yeah. Like Dolomite was the original fucking independent film that you could tell was, oh, this nigga shot this movie with him and the homies. Because like you'll see, like here shoot a nigga. Bow. <clears throat> Fall five minutes later, my nigga. Like the dialogue was fucking horrible, nigga. The acting was terrible, right? But niggas got it. Like it was, it, it was like if I could compare it to something like the song "Wanna Be a Baller." Shock, like how all the niggas was rapping off beat, but we love that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that's, that's nuts. It was like that type of shit. Like it's mediocre, but. 
you connect to that shit. Because like like one of my favorite movies, I mean one of my favorite characters in the original Dolomite movie was Creeper. I wish they'd have put him in the movie, but I think it must have been some copyright shit when it came to it. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the cover of the movie in the movie, it wasn't the original cover of the Dolomite movie. Because the original cover of the Dolomite movie, the face is clearly Rudy Ray Moore. But in the cover that was in the movie Dolomite is my name, it wasn't super clear. So like I could tell like it was it was certain little copyright issues, even though like throughout the movie, like he would show pictures of, you know, himself and it wasn't Eddie Murphy. It was actually Rudy Ray Moore in the pictures. Oh, okay. So like a lot of the movie it was like a lot of continuity issues and shit. But like at the same time, a lot of it was so accurate and that's why I love the movie so much. Because a lot of what went on in that movie as a, a a fan of the original movie Dolomite and the character Dolomite and the man who was Rudy Ray Moore, a lot of that shit was super ass. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Overstock's Red Tag Sale is here, and the hunt is on. Bring home all your cozy, cold-weather favorites at clearance prices. Deep discounts on winter's best sellers couldn't come at a better time. Warm up with hot deals on bedding and mattresses. Plus, save big on storage and home improvement for a fresh start on a new year. Spot the red tag at Overstock to make your dream home come true. Accurate to what actually happened, like the backstory and... Like when you watch them shooting the movie, mm-hmm. like you can see characters mouthing what another character saying, which is a lot of this shit is like big no nos in film, but sh- you could just tell none of these niggas been in movies before. But the thing about it that was dope was the representation in the fucking movie. And again, just going back to who Dolomite is as a character, it was a character created by winos because like. You know how, like, Rudy Ray Moore is, like, you know, way down in the jungle deep to yeah. sit in the fine line. And, like, that was, like, shit that junkies and winos and niggas in prison would do. Like, some, like, playing the dozens type shit. So it was kind of not a new thing in comedy as far as, like, you know, they already had Red Fox and um, Richard Pryor doing raunchy comedy. But it was something that was introduced in this is some shit that's some straight black shit. And we finna introduce this shit to a, a broader audience, you know. So it just was a trip to see him take so little of shit and turn it into so much in a time where that shit was fucking unheard of. Like he was on the independent grind before that shit being fly. Like, you know, right now, like, you know, independent rappers is out here creating all type of record labels out of their house. Like, mm-hmm. we got townhouse media in the fucking trap. Nigga, we in a house doing this shit. Hello. But, nigga, that was back when you had to have a record label for you to break a record. Right. <clears throat> you had to be with a movie studio to put a fucking movie out. Like, everything had to be something that you had a machine behind. This nigga did everything on his own, out of his own brain power, off his own talent, out of the team that he personally created. Not no bunch of rich motherfuckers behind him. Like, this motherfucker made all his own moves. He did all his own fucking stunts. This motherfucker created this movie from scratch. Even the motherfuckers who he had helped do this movie was motherfuckers from the community that, you know, he cultivated. Like, he didn't have some writer out of Hollywood, some white dude. He had some nigga who was doing plays in the neighborhood he lived in. Mm-hmm. Like most of the people who he had doing it, the music, one of his homeboys, the the fashion was a motherfucker who he been fucking with. It was his core group of niggas. Mm-hmm. Like it would literally be like if you did a movie, you was the star. I did voices 
uh, CJ was the 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 lead female. Yeah, Mark was the fucking antac. Like it was some shit like that. Like it was all me and my niggas doing this shit. Yeah, he had the outside help where it was completely needed and necessary, but he was able to just make shit work. Like, you know, even when the nigga would get discouraged, his homeboys would be like, nah, nigga, you, you got us this far. You know, and it showed the importance of having a strong team of motherfuckers around you. Even though they not the type of team that you would expect to be the, the motherfuckers who would propel you, it was a group of niggas who all had love for each other and would push each other up. Right. You know, like it was just, it was just a beautiful fucking situation and it was just a perfect storm of shit that turned into something that was literally fucking legendary, my nigga. Like a movie that a nigga that was born in Arkansas and moved to LA and was just over fucking broke was able to be some shit that me right now, like 40 fucking years later is talking about from a fucking movie that was made by a legendary comedian from the eighties. Something that sparked the mind of a comedian that some people would consider to be the greatest of all time. Right. You know, because Dolomite wasn't, it wasn't <clears throat> like Rudy Ray Moore is this motherfucker who at the time people looked at as like, Oh, Rudy Ray Moore to go. Even though a lot of motherfuckers consider him to be the godfather of rap because mm-hmm. Rudy Ray Moore was one of the originators of, you know, just rhyming and getting it cracking. He coined it. And it was popping peas. Exactly. <laughs> nigga, you know, Dolomite is my name and fucking motherfuckers up is my game. Like if you listen to the signifying line and all that shit, like nigga Dolomite was rapping. It was a beat going on in the background of, you know, motherfuckers at the little and that nigga was getting cracking. That nigga was rhyming like a motherfucker. It seemed like that, that movie is um <clears throat> very similar to what's going on with us right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, Nikki F was telling me about it and, and how it seemed like it fits her as well is what she trying to do. Like, so it's, it's very motivational. Like me seeing it, just, just the, um the previews, I thought it was just going to be a comedy. I didn't know it was going to be motivational and shit. So, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I will, I'll probably watch it tonight before I go to sleep and sleep on it. Yeah. Cause nigga, like that's, that's how the original Dolomite movie is like, you don't think it's like you don't even think they trying to be funny. Then you realize what they did there. Right. Because that's what it was like. Even when he was shopping the movie, like in, in the film, when they show him trying to like sell the movie Dolomite to people, they're like, what the fuck is this shit? Mm-hmm. But when the, the people see it, they all love it. You know, they pack the theater out and they think this shit is the greatest shit going. Like just the whole shit is like, like it, it, it's it's inspirational as a motherfucker because like I've said on many occasions, a lot of times I'm not inspired by people like Michael Jordan or like the the greatest of the greatest. I'm inspired by regular people who were able to do great shit. Right. Like I'm not inspired by Jay Z. I'm inspired by Young Jock. Like, cause if this nigga could do it, it ain't no fucking way in hell you gonna stop me from doing that shit. That nigga say Young Jock. Like, nigga, how the fuck can you not be inspired listening to Blueface? If this nigga could get on, yeah, I know for a fact I could get on. And stay on. This nigga exactly. Still, still that's relevant. What, that's what I mean, my nigga. So, like, that's the power of a movie like Dolomite. Like, if this nigga could figure out how to put a movie out yeah, and millions of people see this shit and love this shit, how the fuck can't I do it? Like, nigga, I tell nigga, you got to be inspired by a motherfucker with mediocre talent that can do great fucking things. Yeah. You know? Because it, it, sometimes it ain't even just the talent. It's your grind. It's, it's the grind and the muscle you put into it. So, like, exactly. we, can, we can sit and do podcasting all day, every week. But if we not putting that muscle, that hustle, and, and a little bit of flow, cash flowing to it, then we doing it for nothing. Yeah, it's just a hobby at that point. Exactly. If we trying to sock it to their pocket, we have to make the moves in order to to get where we got to go. And you have to use all your resources and everything and get them up, just like he did. 
Yeah. And you make that shit happen. Exactly. Because the nigga went broke a couple times. <sighs> like, nigga. Like, and, and the thing is, it's like, nigga, after the movie was made, like, it was a scene where the dude, like, well, when the fuck are we going to see it? And he like, I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, nigga, I have no fucking clue. He like, why not? He like, because won't nobody put the motherfucker out. And again, like, a- as much as he had this grind, it was people along his path that kept him motivated. Right. Because, you know, like I tell motherfuckers, off wax with this show. A lot of this shit, I'm giving y'all a lot of inspiration and motivation in a lot of this shit, but I'm also giving it to myself. Right. Like, there's times where it might seem like, you know, I'm coming this motherfucker completely confident with these sunglasses on, talking that talk with this motherfucking voice and all that shit. But, nigga, it's times when I get fucking discouraged. It's times when I'm sitting here like, man, these motherfucking numbers ain't doing what they supposed to do. Right. You know, motherfuckers, hey, man, how the podcast doing? I'm like, shit. <laughs> motherfucker, you know, I'm doing it. I'm I'm still speaking, motherfucker. But see, that's the thing, though. That the when it comes to you and doing this podcast shit, you some you something different, and because the distance that you're coming to do it, oh you're, yeah, you're driving a, a hour plus, yeah, to come out here to do the show. And like we was talking off air, or it probably was on live, but we talked about the shit that we talked about and, and have this agreement we have set up to push forward with this shit. Yeah. Cause you you can clearly do do your own thing. Yeah. But you was real enough to be like, you know what, we we got business to do. Yeah, we build something. You feel me? So it takes that that drive and that dedication and it, with anything, you have to have a team with you. Yeah. Period, you know, and that's what that's what made me venture out and be like, okay, I need to, I need to, I, I have an idea for this show. I need this type of show, and then you came to me with with what we own now, too much game, and with the no rules, and you know, it's a team effort. You yeah. know, it takes no company is ran by one person. Exactly, and that was like a powerful message in the movie. Again, like something that inspired me personally because I've always been a rugged individualist. Like, I've always believed, fuck a team, fuck a squad, nigga, I move by myself, I do my own shit, nigga, I make my own moves, I do my own stunts, fuck these niggas. And you will crash and burn. Exactly. That's like, exactly what I did with the music exactly shit. Exactly, like they say, nigga, if you want to go far, go, or uh, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Mm-hmm. And it's a fucking marathon, not a fucking sprint. If you a sprinter, you'll go fast, but that's a hundred yard dash. But life a fucking marathon. Right. So if you want to win the fucking marathon, nigga, you need a team, nigga. You need trainers, my nigga. You need motherfuckers who who get the water for you. You need motherfuckers to push you. You need a motherfucking coach. You need somebody to help you do everything, my nigga. Like, you could do it with a small team. But all this, I'm going to do this shit by myself, my nigga. Like, nah, nigga. Every motherfucker who ever did an acceptance speech... Outside of Snoop Dogg, thanked other people. Right. And even with motherfucking Snoop Dogg, nigga, without Dr. Dre, we wouldn't know this nigga's name. He'd still be Calvin. He'll be he'll still be a Snooper Duper. Exactly, my nigga. Like with, with without a fucking team, a lot of niggas wouldn't be who the fuck they are, my nigga. No NBA championship has been won by one player. Nope. You know, like nobody does anything great alone. And that was a powerful message in that fucking movie. Nigga, he had his team. And again, it wasn't like he had the fucking super friends, the fucking Avengers. He had a nigga who worked at his job with him. You know, a nigga who played music in the band at the club he worked at. Another one of his homeboys, so we wasn't really exactly sure how he knew him. You know, a a female he met out on the road performing. And the crazy shit is my nigga. Like, it was just so, again, like, perfect storm, my nigga, like, fortuitousness you know where preparation met opportunity another fucking part of that movie that was like nigga hit me like a ton of bricks because he said that exact line in the fucking movie Mm -hmm. luck is where preparation meets opportunity everybody who listens to this show any motherfucker who knows me know that's one of my favorite fucking quotes because that shit real as fuck my nigga like ain't no fucking luck my nigga it's opportunity and preparation put together right 
So when the motherfucker say you got lucky, it's because you was prepared when the opportunity presented itself. Like, that's such a fucking powerful goddamn statement. He said that shit in the movie. I was like, nigga, this movie is so fucking phenomenal, my that's nigga. That's when that tears start forming. Exactly, my nigga. I'm like, thug tears, nigga. <laughs> like, nigga, get, nigga, I got misty-eyed a few times watching that shit. Yeah. Because, like, nigga, it's like, it's like watching my own 8 Mile mm-hmm. that I wasn't in and shit. Because it's like, nigga, I, I done grinded so fucking hard, my nigga. Like, a lot of motherfuckers who know me, like, nigga, if you know what I came from Mm -hmm. to see where I'm at, it's like, nigga, and I'm just a truck driver. I ain't no fucking movie star, famous comedian, and none of that shit, my nigga. Like, I make most of my money driving trucks. But, nigga, just to see what the fuck I got from what the fuck I came from, my nigga, it's a fucking story, my nigga. It's a beautiful thing. Like, nigga, I've been homeless. I done said that shit a gang of times, my nigga, but it's like, you don't feel it unless you feel it. You know, unless you slept in the car, like, you don't really feel that shit. Like, my nigga, from sleeping in the car to being a fucking homeowner, my nigga, like, that shit different, my nigga. Like, motherfuckers look at shit like, you hear a thousand rappers tell a thousand sad stories. But unless you've actually gone through it, it's kind of like, oh, okay, for sure. That shit you know. definitely hit different. Yeah, like, you know, okay, nigga, I got a job, too. Like, I tell my coworkers all the time, like, nigga, it's certain shit I appreciate different than y'all niggas. You know, y'all niggas have both of your parents in the house. Mm. Like, I've never used the term my parents. Unless I'm talking about these two motherfuckers, like, separately. Like, I've never been like, oh, I'm gonna go home, mom and dad home. Ain't no fucking mom and dad, nigga. Them motherfuckers wasn't together when I was born. Ain't no pictures of me and these two motherfuckers with, like, me little and them together hold me. Like, how you got the family picture. I ain't never had no shit like that, nigga. It was either me and her or me and him. Mm-hmm. Wasn't no fucking me and, and them. So I'm like, nigga, for me to be able to have a fucking family where me, my wife, and both my kids is in all the pictures, like, that's a lot. So, like, when I look at the movie Dolomite and see this motherfucker come from broke as a motherfucker working in a record store to being at a fucking movie premiere of a movie that he fucking created from scratch, is like, that shit was powerful as a motherfucker, especially... A nigga from the hood in those times. Mm-hmm. Because, like, again, like, nigga, in these days, like, it's no fucking excuse for you to not be able to have some type of situation where you got an independent grind where you booming. <clears throat> because you got the internet. You got access to so much information. You got access to so many people. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Overstock's Red Tag Sale is here and the hunt is on. Bring home all your cozy, cold weather favorites at clearance prices. Deep discounts on winter's best sellers couldn't come at a better time. Warm up with hot deals on bedding and mattresses. Plus, save big on storage and home improvement for a fresh start on a new year. Spot the red tag at Overstock to make your dream home come true. I'm on fucking Instagram Live, Facebook Live, or whatever the fuck. It, anybody has access to this shit that I'm putting out. As long as I could get the shit to them, anybody has access. But like with Dolomite with a fucking movie back when that shit was on film, nigga, you had to get in them fucking streets, nigga, and get grinding and shopping your shit and moving and getting yourself put in, in these rooms in front of all these people. That shit wasn't fucking easy. So to see a nigga do that shit back in them days... When motherfuckers still had to work the actual chitlin' circuit mm-hmm. that was named that outside openly, where that nigga was in clubs would be 40 people, sometimes 10 people, sometimes 20 people, and he had to perform like it was 10,000. Mm-hmm. Like, that nigga was on the fucking grind, my nigga. And it's like, to see a motherfucker do that in those days with the, the little resources that he had... And he turned into something that's going to be known and spoke about forever. Like, that shit powerful as fuck. Like, if that shit don't bring a tear to your eye, you ain't no real nigga. Like, nigga, I was, like, 
fighting back tears, my nigga. I'm sitting there with my wife. Like, I, mean, I don't be crying in movies, my nigga. So I'm like, mm, yeah, that shit dope as motherfucker. Like, <laughs> nigga, it was a few parts of that movie. Nigga had a nigga like, man. And then again, like the nostalgia of the shit, being a fan of the movie Dolomite mm-hmm. and the stories that was told by Dolomite. You know, they say motherfucking Willie Green was the toughest motherfucker you've ever seen. Like, that shit, just watching that shit and re- remembering the movie and, like, Petey Wee Straw, the devil's son-in-law. Like, nigga, Rudy Ray Moore was a cold motherfucker. You know, I thought Dolomite was just this character in the movie, which, you know, he he tells you the origin story of the character Dolomite, which was created by a wino in a record store. Like, he didn't create the character Dolomite. The character Dolomite was created by winos. You know, them motherfuckers that tell these funny stories to entertain each other. Mm-hmm. And basically what he did was that nigga went out there to where all the junkies and the winos was at, <clears throat> and he put the tape recorder on, and he gave them niggas money to tell their stories. You know, so in essence, a lot of the shit he took from them, and then he just threw his little twist on it. That, that alone, to, to, to see um, talent, in that from a wino. You never know exactly. where this shit come from. That's exactly. why being observant pays off. You know, yeah. um, talent ain't just having, you know, just sports where there's also the, the mental side of talent. Yeah. He, he was able to look at or hear the winos like, yo, this shit sound interesting. Exactly. And nigga, what have I said a thousand times on this show? I sit and talk to fucking homeless people. Mm-hmm. Like, again, like shit like that, like, Watching that fucking movie was like, man, that shit is literally like listening. It's like watching my life story almost. Yeah. You know, I didn't get to the the degree that he got to where he was literally fucking famous, but just the the grind, the origin story, just, you know, like this shit, I could relate to this shit a lot. Like when that nigga was sitting there with the homeless people, I'm like, dog. I done did that same shit. Like I, how I had said, like, nigga, I would literally, like, pay for conversation with homeless people. Right. Like, when you watch that fucking movie, like, nigga, a lot of that shit, I'm like, man. But, again, you got to see the original film, Dolomite. I got to watch that first and then check out the new joint. Yeah, like, because a lot of it you really going to understand when you watch Dolomite is my name. Because, like, it was a lot of shit I had to explain to my wife. She's like, why the fuck is she mouthing while he talking? And I'm like, you got to see the movie. Like, the part where he was fucking the white bitch and the fucking pictures was moving and the lights was flashing on and off and the ceiling caved in and, like, the the bed was all up and, like, it it was so over the top. Mm -hmm. But, again, like, niggas get it because it's funny as fuck. But, like, even the director of the movie was like, what the fuck is this shit? And then, you know, cut. And he like, that shit was fucking hilarious. Like, even the director didn't get the 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 humor in it because he like, this nigga's got to be the worst actor I've ever seen. Because it's like, if you see Rudy Ray Moore, he's a big, ugly motherfucker. But he's a sex symbol in the movie. Right. You know, and it's like, remember how I was talking about Tyler Perry? A couple episodes back on Cat vs. Dog. Like, how the fuck is you going to be the sex symbol? But, nigga, you could be the sex symbol when you created the shit. Sure can. Bitch, I'm sexy, motherfucker. Like how I said, nigga, off the mic. When I was talking about my picture, nigga, I'm a sexy motherfucker. I know you ain't got to confirm it, but I'm a sexy (laughs) motherfucker because I said so. This is my goddamn show. Nigga, I'm young Dolomite, motherfucker. I'm a sexy-ass nigga. So it's like when, when he put himself in the movie and he put himself in these scenarios... He doing karate, and they like, nigga, does this, this nigga don't even know karate. When you watch the movie, again, nigga, it's like, come on, dog. Like, you watching the movie, and it's so terrible, it's funny as fuck. Yeah. And that's, like, the charm of the movie. Like, I think that's, that's like, the big draw. It's charming. Like, you see the mediocrity in it, but you can also see, like, it's, it's just, it's powerful, my nigga. Like, it, it's hard to explain how the movie Dolomite is dope, you just have to see it. And then you'll understand how it is dope. Because if you watch it and you trying to watch it like you will watch Man on Fire or some shit, Mm -hmm. you'll be like, this shit is fucking stupid. 
But if you watch it with an open mind, you're going to be rolling. Because a lot of the movie is over-the-top, weird, crazy shit. But it's just funny as fuck, especially from the the perspective of an African-American from the inner city. Niggas, as I call us. Like, niggas get dolomite. Dolomite is the story of niggas. Like, it's a story that niggas love. A lot of what rappers be talking about is the story of dolomite. Because dolomite, in essence, was what rappers aspire to be and brag about being. Because Dolomite was the baddest motherfucker in the world. Like, that's that's basically the story of fucking Dolomite. Like, I wish I could justify a lot of the rhymes that he say in the movie. But I'm not even finna fucking fuck that shit up. I'm not gonna do that shit justice. As cold as I am with the mouthpiece, I'm not even finna try that shit. You gotta go see the fucking movie. But Dolomite is basically the story of a bad motherfucker. And I always pride myself on being a bad motherfucker. Like I tell niggas, I tell you stories that I did that's true. Mm-hmm. And you're going to realize I'm a bad motherfucker. That's the reason I carry the name Dolomite. Because Dolomite is the story of a bad motherfucker. The only thing that in my head as I'm watching the movie, I'm like, it's going to be a lot of fake ass Dolomites running around this motherfucker after they see this movie. Oh, yeah. The seed uh, has been planted. Exactly. A, a lot of niggas going to be running around trying to steal my goddamn name. Nigga, I, I done took a long time building this motherfucking name. And I ain't even going to say building because the shit was built. I spent a long time carrying this motherfucking name. Right. Like, nigga, I've, I've been Dolomite for a long time. And ain't nobody took this motherfucking title off me. Like, nigga, I've been carrying this motherfucker. The title of Dolomite is the essence of a bad motherfucker. And I've been carrying that shit. And the reason that I carried the shit, the reason that I kept the shit, because a lot of niggas like older motherfuckers, like, oh, you know, uh, Rudy Ray Moore was supposedly gay. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, the rumor with a lot of figures from the 70s. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck because Dolomite is a bad motherfucker. Whatever Rudy Ray Moore's sexual orientation is, I really don't give a shit. I'm a bad motherfucker. That's why I carry the name Dolomite. Like, Dolomite is a bad motherfucker, whether you looking at the created character Dolomite in the movies and in the stories told on stage because he was a comedian and a a music artist as well. But him, Rudy Ray Moore, the man, what he did, I wouldn't give a fuck what he did sexually. What that nigga did as far as Building something legendary, you got to respect that shit. Whether you respect this sexual orientation or not, you got to respect the motherfucking grind. A motherfucker from Arkansas who was able to put out a movie that took over Hollywood. Like Dolomite, like it, it was one of those things where like, you know how like you look at certain bootlegs and you wonder how that shit got to everybody? Mm-hmm. Like that's how Dolomite was, my nigga. Like, Dolomite was one of those movies that when I seen it, I figured it must have been some shit that only my uncles had. And then you would hear Snoop Dogg say, uh, pimping hoes and clocking the grip like my name was Dolomite. Like, you would hear rappers reference Dolomite. So you like, nah, nigga, whoever this motherfucker was, he was on. Like, I would see DVDs and movies back in the day where they would be like, nigga, Dolomite was the godfather of rap. Dolomite started a lot of this rapping and bragging and cussing and all this type of shit that we doing right now. Dolomite and Blowfly. Like if you if you know who Blowfly is and you hear the song Rap Dirty, a lot of what you hear in rap music today is credited to Rudy Ray Moore, the character Dolomite and Blowfly. Like a, a lot of what you hear right now in hip hop came from that. The bravado, the the confidence. And that's another thing, like, betting on yourself. Like, it was a lot of pivotal parts in that fucking movie where Dolomite, like, had to basically put all his cards on the fucking table. Like, there was a time where, you know, he had became somewhat of a celebrity on the the selling records tip. And he had to basically mortgage his whole catalog in order to get the movie made. And it was, you know, they was like, are you sure you want to do this? Because if you do this and this shit flop, 
We own your fucking catalog. If you do this and it fucking flop, everything you do from here on out, you practically working for us for free. You know, and he hit their ass with that little jargon like, oh, so basically what you're saying is I'm going to be your slave like back in the day. And, you know, that, come on, man, don't do us like that. But he like, motherfucker, essentially that's what it's going to be. But at the end <laughs> of the day, I'm going to bet on myself. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, nigga, I have the confidence in myself that this shit going to work. I'm going to make this motherfucking shit work. So even if I got to work for you motherfuckers for free, I'm going to make this shit work. Like, that motherfucker had the utmost of confidence in himself. And again, like I said, even in times where he doubted himself, he had the type of motherfuckers around him who would help pump him up to get him back to the confidence that he had at one point. Right. Because, like, there was a, a time, like, where after the movie was made, and you see him calling all the movie studios to try to distribute the movie, and you see him sign off that last little, whoosh, like, fuck, that's it. You know, and that motherfucker in the diner with his partners and they eating and shit. And, you know, he just like, fuck it. You know, when you when you get discouraged and you just like, fuck everybody. But his partners built him up. Like, come on, my nigga, you motherfucking Dolomite, my nigga. You could do this shit. Right. And it's like, that's that's showing, nigga. You, you got to have the right motherfuckers around you, man. A lot of motherfuckers, they, they shit don't work because they got dream killers around them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a, a, a lot of niggas, like... Like, I tell niggas a lot, like, the reason I don't be fucking with a lot of people, the reason I keep a very small circle is because I don't fuck with the type of niggas who ain't never did shit. I don't fuck with niggas who ain't doing shit. Because them the same type of niggas that'll tell you what you doing ain't gonna work. And that's because they ain't never seen it work before. That's because they ain't never made it work before. That's because they ain't never had a fucking dream before. So, of course, it's only natural, but they gonna kill yours because they ain't got none. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of motherfuckers think shit is fucking easy, so they give you advice based on shit they don't know shit about, and you don't need to be around motherfuckers like that. Like, I only fuck with confident people. I only fuck with optimistic people. I only fuck with people who gonna lift me up and build me up, because I got enough motherfuckers in the world that's gonna try to knock me down. Man. I tell niggas, like... Say that. You, you, you gotta... It's, it's gonna be a million motherfuckers that hate on you, so the least you could do is be around five motherfuckers that's going to help you build your shit up. Like, I need niggas, I need the niggas who going to gas me up sometimes. I need niggas who will literally lie and tell me that they believe in me, even when shit ain't looking right. Because, you know, like, I tell motherfuckers all the time, I ain't got no haters. If I do, I don't know they hating, and that's enough for me. Just feeling like I got motherfuckers around me that are confident in me, helps me to get up out of bed and get my fucking grind on every day. Mm-hmm. Like, nigga, if ain't nobody believing with me, I, I know my wife believe in me. I know my kids believe in me. I know my partners believe in me. Like, remember, nigga, there was times me and you had conversations where I'm like, man, thanks for still running too much game, even though I know my number's probably fucked up. And, and look and look at you now. Nigga, but that's what I'm saying. Remember, <laughs> nigga, I, I told you straight up, I know these numbers is probably shit. And they, and they not. Yeah, because nigga, like, nigga, like, I be looking at my Facebook lives. I be like, nigga, ain't nobody in here but my wife. And, and, and you know, the, the live don't matter. At the end of the day, the, the thing that matter is the numbers of who's listening to the podcast. Exactly. This is a podcast. It's not a video show. Exactly. You helping them out by seeing you give them a visual. Yeah. The thing that, that matters is the numbers of the podcast from Spreaker, from fucking iTunes, uh, Pandora, all that shit. Yeah. That's the shit that bring the money in. Exactly, nigga. Like, I, I tell motherfuckers all the time, like, nigga, like, I literally be screenshotting and saving some of the DMs that I get from motherfuckers who I don't know from shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't even know these niggas, but these niggas give me more motivation than motherfuckers who know me because they have no reason to gas me, my nigga. Like, you're a stranger. You've never... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Met me before... 
I'm not feeding you, financing you, fucking you, none of that shit. You just a nigga who happened to stumble upon my podcast from God knows where. And niggas like, man, you inspired me to do this and all this type of shit. It's like, God, niggas who don't even fucking know me is giving me props like that. Like, that shit is giant, my nigga. Like, niggas don't even know how big that is. And I tell people that shit a lot. Like, if somebody inspires you, tell them. If you see somebody doing something and you like that shit, tell them. You don't know how big of an impact, man, you you doing good. Like, you don't know how big that shit is to some motherfuckers. Right. Like, this motherfucker's probably on the verge of quitting right now. Mm -hmm. And all you got to do is tell them, nigga, I see you doing your thing, nigga. That shit dope. And that'll keep motherfuckers going. Keep them motivated. Yeah, nigga. Like, nigga, a, a, a like on Instagram, a comment with a little fire emoji to a nigga freestyle on Instagram. Like, oh, yeah, I see that shit, nigga. That shit dope, my nigga. Because if, if that person like that, then it's it's a thousand other ones, too. Exactly, Let me my keep nigga. rolling. Exactly. And, that's, yeah. and that be motivation enough, my nigga, just sharing your homeboy shit. Like, me and my little cousin just had this conversation. Like, my homeboy Geechee Gotti, my nigga, he, he super cracking right now in the battle world. My nigga, he, like, top five. Yeah. If, you know, if not number one right now. Like, nigga, I was sharing his shit when he first started on some, you know, like, we didn't think he was all that good, but I was still sharing his shit. And like I tell niggas, man, like, that's the shit that motherfuckers remember. Like, that's the shit that, when the motherfucker blow up big and they be thanking niggas, you like, who the fuck is this nigga talking about? Mm-hmm. It be the motherfuckers who was there when you was on your in the basement shit and you was just working on, you know, figuring out whether or not you wanted to do this shit. You know, like how we give props to like Anthony and White Mike and like all the original listeners of the Seriously Not Another podcast on Friday nights at 9 p.m. Yeah. Like, those day one motherfuckers who was always in the message boards, always watching the lives, always sharing, reposting, and liking the motherfuckers who uh, donate to the Patreon and shit. Like, when shit get big and blow up, them niggas is going to be remembered, my nigga. They going to fuck, <laughs> nigga. God, God willing, inshallah, nigga, that they fuck around be on the staff or something. Like, they, they grandfathered in. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So... Most yeah. definitely. Because, you know, I'll be telling niggas, nigga, like, yeah, you know, every every fan is appreciated. But it ain't nothing like them niggas who was fucking with you when you was in the trap. At all. Like, it ain't nothing like them motherfuckers who was there when shit was, you know, like I had told you when you first, like, nigga, some of these episodes kind of rough. <laughs> nigga, like, hey. when I listen to my shit, like, niggas was still listening to this shit. Hey, man, because you got to start somewhere. No, Exactly. Nobody start off at level two. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and when when it came to podcasting, like a majority of people under the umbrella was their first time podcasting. That shit, majority. You feel me? I, I would say, damn it, I'm the you only, the only one. nigga who had fucking <laughs> podcast experience, yeah. my nigga. Right. So so and you know, I always had confidence in in in, in everybody, no matter how bad an episode was or what was said about these episodes. I know what the I know what each and every these shows are are about. Whether if the numbers is bad, that don't matter. Yeah. The content and the shit that I see per, perceives that like that that shit is more bigger than the numbers because I know what it'll get to. All it takes is the proper amount of time to where niggas can develop their craft. Yeah. Once niggas get there, more people are gonna come and and you know we'll, we'll handle that where it's at. So, yeah. you know, it was just a matter of, it was just a matter of time before you know, niggas get get on and 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 get get ghosts, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. take, go to that next step. Yeah, cuz shit, nigga, like I was telling my cousin like nigga, it it feel good for niggas to tell me shit that again. Like these niggas don't even know what a podcast is. Yeah. Oh man, I be seeing your little TV show on Facebook, man, nigga. <laughs> that shit dope, my nigga. You be seeing some real shit on there, my nigga. Like these niggas don't know what the fuck a podcast. These niggas don't know what the fuck I do. Right. They just see me on Facebook with sunglasses on, talking into a microphone. So they figure I'm goddamn Trevor Noah or some shit. Right. Like, oh, I seen you on the Tonight Show, nigga. You be having celebrities on there, like nigga. 
That's enough for me, my nigga. Just the, the littlest shit, my nigga. Mm-hmm. The smallest amount of fucking support is big to me. Like, a, a nigga telling me my shit is dope. Oh, man, I, I caught like five minutes of it, but my nigga, you was saying some real shit. That's enough, my nigga. Like, nigga, I, I, don't, I don't need the, the grandiose, super-duper, oh, my God, you're the greatest, you're the next fucking whoop-de-whoop. My nigga, just good job, my nigga. I heard that shit. That shit was dope. That's enough for me. Because I got a thousand niggas saying, man, let me get on your podcast. You ever heard it? Uh, nah. Man, them is the worst niggas. The fuck? Nigga. Because, you you know, I, I know a bunch of niggas that do music. And they seen, like, niggas didn't support the podcast that they started seeing to get on big name shits. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So once they start. Oh, you on Apple? Right. Oh, damn, you on Spotify? You feel me? And then niggas be like, yo, B. Like, like, let me come on your podcast. I got this new song. Yeah, I said, man, let me promote my shit on there. Have you heard my shit? Yeah, I heard like episode one to two. Nigga, I'm in, I'm in, I'm, I'm, I'm in, in number th- You feel nigga. me? And it's like, well, what? You don't, you didn't even take the time. So why should I take the time with you? Exactly. Like, nigga, you got to so support the reap support, my nigga. And Facts. I, I tell niggas all the time, like the reason I'm such a supportive nigga, the reason why I buy your trash ass CDs and your ugly ass shit, like, nigga, some of your shit garbage, my nigga. But I'm gonna pump it up like it's dope. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm be in Snapchat bumping your shit like, yeah, nigga. In hopes that it gets that nigga. shit over. Click. Cut that fucking Freddie Gibbs back on, or that motherfucking Sugar Free back on, or that Nipsey back on. But nigga, just to blow your shit up, because I wanna see niggas win. Mm-hmm. Like I tell niggas all the time, nigga, if I know you and you win, I feel like I won even if you don't even mention me. Mm-hmm. I don't need pictures with you and videos with you, nigga. I don't even need you to share my shit when you get on. Just the fact that you get on makes me happy because a nigga who I knew got on. Yep. That means I could get on. And that was motivation enough. I don't need no fucking shout out or none of that shit, my nigga. You ain't got to fucking wear a seven Saturday shirt on TV for me to feel proud of you, my nigga. Like I'm just happy to see a nigga win. You know, so like I tell motherfuckers, man, if, if you just listen to my shit, it's literally free. All you got to do, nigga, you could literally go on your Alexa and say, Alexa, play Too Much Game podcast. Alexa, play Cat versus Dog podcast. Alexa, play No Rules podcast. Alexa, play Seriously Not Another podcast. My shit will pop up. My niggas on Townhouse Media shit will pop up. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm always gonna support mine, blow mine up, nigga. If I fuck with you, nigga, I'll I'll support your shit. It's niggas who I barely know who shit I share every fucking time. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know a lot of niggas who shit you'll see me sharing on Instagram or Facebook or shit that I'll like mention on my show, mm-hmm. nigga. But I'm just a supportive motherfucker because I hope in turn. Somebody supports me, even if it is a nigga who I don't know, a nigga who I never met. Like a lot of my bigger fans of the Too Much Game podcast are niggas I don't know, you know, and it it, it feels great, my nigga. Like I I honestly appreciate that shit. Right. Uh, uh, another thing which ties into the movie Dolomite. A lot of my listeners, a lot of the people who come to follow the Too Much Game page on Instagram. A lot of motherfuckers who are fans of the Too Much Game podcast are pimps. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, I ain't know I was dead. You know, I ain't know I was cracking like that in the pimping community. Yeah, man, he got the sauce, man. Yeah, nigga, the, the, the RPGO episode, shout out to No Cut the Pimp. <laughs> you know, big shout out to No Cut. Like, nigga, a, a lot of pimps follow the show. And like I tell niggas, this ain't really the show for dumbass niggas. Like, I, it's a compliment. For you to tell niggas you listen to the Too Much Game podcast. Because it takes a certain level of game that you got to come into this shit with. To even appreciate the motherfucking shit that I'm giving you. You know, like, I was telling my homeboy J-Rock, nigga. Because he was uh he was trying to give me this book. And he was like, man, I don't want to give this book to everybody. Because, you know, I don't need everybody having this information. And I'm like, my nigga... You could literally get that book to everybody you fucking know. And it's only certain niggas who going to be able to handle the fucking information in the book. Right. You know, like wisdom travels at a certain altitude. So certain shit going to go right the fuck over certain niggas heads. Mm-hmm. It's only certain niggas who going to be able to catch this shit. That's how I feel about the too much game podcast. 
it's a certain level of intelligence you got to have to even enjoy this shit. Like, it's some niggas who going to listen to this shit and be like, oh, man, that shit ain't for me. Yeah, dumb niggas. Dumb niggas ain't finna fuck with too much game because they going to feel like, eh, he talking a, a, a gang of shit I can't even really fuck with. A lot of shit niggas can't relate to. Dumb niggas can't relate to too much game. That's the reason it's too much game. It's too much game for dumb niggas. <laughs> it's just enough game for niggas who got some. If you coming into this shit with some game, you gonna fuck with this shit. Right. But if you a dumb nigga, you might be like, eh, he talking too much motivational shit for me, nigga. Oh, you know, I can't really fuck with it. I, I wanted to laugh. Now take your, go listen to some bullshit then. You know, it's just like lyrical hip hop. You know, certain niggas can't really fuck with a, with a certain level of hip hop. Like your palate, Ain't yeah. developed enough for certain shit. You know, like I was telling my homeboy, man, like, you can't take certain motherfuckers to certain places. Like, you can't take a hood rat to a roof, Chris. <laughs> ain't no chicken nuggets here. Ain't got no chicken strips. Yeah, nigga, like, you know, it, it's certain motherfuckers you can't take certain places because they palate not, it's not developed enough to understand the shit that, that you giving them. Right. You know, so, like, I, I appreciate the audience of Too Much Game. Because, remember, I had told you when I first started developing this shit, when I first had the idea, like, certain niggas not even going to fuck with this shit. I already know. Like, it's a certain level of nigga who, who fucks with Too Much Game. Like, like I said, a lot of pimps fuck with Too Much Game. Because, in essence, being a pimp, you got to have game to be a pimp. Mm-hmm. But certain niggas don't fuck with it because, nigga, they ain't even there mentally. Like, eh, I can't really fuck with that shit. So, like, when, when you watch a movie like Dolomite, it's a it's a certain mind frame that you got to have when you watch that shit that you're going to enjoy it. Like I said, like, niggas love that shit because niggas can see the grind that went into that shit. So they fuck with it. But certain motherfuckers, you know, they, they can't really get it. Like, when, when he was shopping the movie, niggas love that shit. Real niggas in the street, niggas who came from the struggle, niggas who, who came up in the inner city, niggas who, who had to live that life, Yeah, they was loving that shit. But when he gave it to the white executives, they looking at it like, I don't really get it. And that's how I feel about the Too Much Game podcast. Real niggas gonna fuck with this shit. And suck-ass niggas gonna be like, what the fuck is he talking about? The fuck, bro? And that's why it's too much game. Where's the sound effects, bro? Exactly. I don't hear any fucking dings and bings and, <laughs> and fucking, what do you get? You know, all that type of shit. Like, where's the slapstick comedy? Yeah. Nigga, this is fucking satire, my nigga. Like, nigga, this, this ain't fucking Chicken McNuggets, my nigga. This is Wagyu. Hello. Nigga, this is motherfucking Tomahawk, my nigga. <laughs> Like nigga, this 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 ain't no fucking uh, this ain't no fucking cat in the hat, my nigga. This is war and peace. This the art of war, my nigga. You know, but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and drop the mic with that shit. Start off into all these wonderful advertisements and all these shoutouts that I like to give at the end of the show. Yes, sir. If you would like to support us financially, it is Patreon.com/slash Townhouse Media Town Eat. House Media. Shout out to Warren Gold Clothing at Warren Gold Co on Instagram. Shout out to Harvey Khan, Khan Artist on Instagram. C A H N A R T I S T. Shout out to my homeboy, Mr. Shots. M R underscore S H O T T S on Instagram. Uh, shout out to all the Townhouse Media podcasts. Seriously, not another podcast. Friday nights at 9 p.m. Yes. No Rules Podcast, Wednesday evenings at 5 p.m., Cat vs. Dog Podcast, Sundays, 3 p.m. For the most part, we be late, so a little after 3, you know. If you're around there at 3, hang out. We'll pop up eventually. And the Too Much Game Podcast, live at 5 p.m. on Sundays. I'll be late in the motherfucker as well. So, you know, if you pull up at 5 I might fuck around, go live on Facebook or something, nigga. Entertain your ass until these goddamn mics come on. But, um, shit, I think that's it. Seven Saturdays clothing coming soon, motherfucker. It didn't go nowhere. I just had to take a break. I had some money to make. But, uh, anyway, nigga, I'm gonna get at you motherfuckers next week. Same bad time, possibly. 
definitely the same bad channel, all motherfucking streaming platforms. I ain't here to help you get bitches. I'm here to help you get better. Too much gain. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.